You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Well, hello, Tim. Hello, Sean. Do you feel like you need to towel down after watching the combine here? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. What needs to be toweled? I, I, I don't know. I'm going to stop right there. Did you, en- you enjoyed watching the uh, the forties and the and the routes and all that good stuff? I you know I I I do enjoy watching the combine a little bit. It does get a little like you know, it's not exciting. I'm not gonna pretend like there doesn't have the drama of watching a college football game, even a game that I don't know anything about. It, watching players perform, I just find so much more satisfying than just. How, how fast is this guy going to run? For sure. You know, what makes... Also, so go ahead. Well, I was going to say what makes it interesting is when you like have your eye on a guy. It's like, oh, oh, here's the guy. Here's the, I want to see how he runs or I want to see how his hands are or whatever. The 40 gets a little boring for me because after the first five to ten yards, I already know what the number is, as you've discovered. Yeah. Well, that's true. Sean and I watched some 40s together. And unless, like, we didn't watch them live, so I'll, I'll throw that out there. <laughs> this is, this is I, an accusation. No, no, no. I owned up to the one time I did that. <laughs> I, I honestly believe you didn't know. He, the guy would take off down the track, and Sean, about halfway down, would be like, oh, this guy's running a 4.54. And, like, and it'd be like a 4.52. You know? like, I'm like, yeah, you saw this earlier. He's like, no, honestly, I didn't. And then he owned up to one guy that he had looked up. But yeah, you, you seem to have an uncanny ability to predict forty times. At least with the janky forty time clock management that they had at this year's combine, which I don't. The times that we saw, some of them might be real, some of them might be well, you're t- unreal. You, you said there's some guy like that pushes a, <laughs> pushes a button in the studio, and they, well, the, that's yeah, the so, unofficial. So here's time. my understanding of things. Now I don't work for NFL Network or the NFL, but Here's what I think happens. I think basically the NFL Network has a guy, and my understanding is it's a new guy, right? Who is this real? Is this yeah? This is 100 percent true, or at least <laughs> in your head, mostly true. Okay, but you know, I think he's that he's there, and like when they go, he presses a button and it runs. You know, that little clock you get to see, mm-hmm. and it runs the clock, and then he stops it. It's like what you're watching on screen is basically a stopwatch timer, right? And and uh, it's not like technical. That's not the la- you're not watching the laser timer. You're watching, and apparently the NFL Network has a new guy. So um, this is the part you're making up, right? No, that's totally true. The NFL Network has a new guy. Now I, I, don't, I don't know why accusing me of, but I, I understand the guy like nachos, and so he may have been, you know, like in between bites when he had to press the button. <laughs> I think that's. That's what I think happened there. Now, the actual laser times are also, there's all sorts of weird stuff going on where like people actually have put up 
different people running different times over different years, you know, and, and they don't line up correctly. The guy that's supposed to be slower actually runs faster than the guy. So, well, the interesting thing is that the, um, LS, so the lasers are off. The LSU the lasers coaches set up the lasers at the combine this year. Oh, did they? Do you, do you remember back no, last, last year? Last year, the yeah, pro days. Where the, suddenly the LSU times were just like ridiculously low. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jamar Chase destroyed the league. And so then you're like, okay, I guess they're, maybe they're right. I guess they were right. Yeah. Hey, Sean, as uh, you know, any, as you're with your background as a lawyer, I'm oh, wondering um, if this plays into Calvin Ridley's situation at all. Is there actually like, are there laws against betting on your own game? We're, we're recording on no. Monday night. So the, the news about Calvin Ridley just, came just out. broke. Um, are there any laws? I don't know all of the laws. <laughs> In all of the places. I thought that was part of law school. No, you don't learn all, you learn all the, the laws. No, you learn like how to how to think about laws, and then you have to go look them up. But that's an area that I, I would be shocked if there are any laws. Out, maybe in Vegas, places that actually do have sports betting, they might have some kind of things that would be lost. But now the, the issue here is just about what looks good for the NFL, you know. Yeah. Um, and and, and um, so far, it doesn't look like what Calvin really did is like wasn't like betting while on himself while he's playing or betting on his teammates or, or using inside information or anything like that. But the look is bad enough that the NFL is just like, nope, that's just a no-go zone in general. And he is now doing, like right while we're talking, he's probably continuing his tweet storm of, um, of poorly advised tweets where he's like tweeting gambling jokes and... Oh, that was actually that his was, account. Yeah, the one he, I sent you. Oh, yeah. I sent, I sent the, yeah, no, that was actually his account. Oh, I thought that was like somebody like no, oh, had the, joking. Had the, had the blue check mark. Yeah, well, I saw that, but <laughs> he thought know. it was a fraudulent blue check marker. I don't know. Um, or, or, you know, photoshopped or whatever. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's actually tweeting these things. And it's great. It's the kind of thing you would do if you're chatting with your buds. But like, if you're that guy, I just, I feel like his management needs to be like, Dude, turn off the phone. Yeah. Is this a similar situation? I'm not a big baseball fan, as you know. Uh, Pete Rose was betting on baseball. Was is was he doing a similar sort of thing? Pete Rose was betting on games that he had control of the outcome over. Oh, okay. Pete Rose was a different deal. There are people who think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, and those are called people that weren't around when it happened. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it was so. It was worse than what? Ridley yeah, did. way worse. I, I'm not gonna weigh in and say whether Calvin Ridley should be suspended or for how long, because I, I it's not my not my business. But mm-hmm. uh, if you've got Calvin Ridley, unfortunately, you're not gonna have him this year unless he wins an appeal. But he will be gone for a big chunk of time, regardless. I think I think it's pretty clear you can't. Bet. I mean, his in his mind, he was away from the team, but he's still an NFL employee. I, yeah. I just I think that's unfortunately the way things are. Right. Uh, and, and this means don't doesn't it doesn't mean let me be real clear, it doesn't mean buy Justin Gage, no Russell Gage whatever like it it it, it, it don't buy Justin Gage either. Yeah, yeah, you don't buy either one of them. <laughs> don't but, buy any Gage. Uh, uh, yeah, first of all, he's a free agent. Second of all, he's not any good. Uh, and I, the Falcons will be drafting somebody in this deep receiver class, and probably signing a free agent. You know, you might be seeing a DJ Chark or something like that there, in addition to a, a highly drafted rookie. And don't go, don't grab Chark either. <laughs> Probably not. 
That's, yeah, my, that's my advice. He could he could he could do all right. He yeah. could do all right for six games. Yeah. All right. We should jump in, Sean. We've got seven quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks. We're going to be talking about today. We're not ranking them today. We're just going through our film evaluation of these quarterbacks and sharing our thoughts about them. So you ready to jump I mean, in? We're doing this right now because uh, some people are going to. The draft is going to happen, and they're going to have their rookie drafts right away. Right. So at least I, I I intend to offer my thoughts. I don't know that I'm going to go as far as to I won't rank them, but it, you know I'll, I will offer an, hopefully enough thoughts that if you have to make a decision without being able to reflect on it afterwards, then you at least have something to go on. All right, sounds good. Let's start with Kenny Pickett. He's 24 years old, plays for Pitt or used to played for Pitt. Uh, he's six foot three, 217 pounds. What did you think? You, you watched, uh, you watched a bunch of film on Pickett, I assume. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, first of all, uh, he's smells like cabbage, which means that he's got tiny hands, as you know. Uh, what I was funny is, uh, Joe Burrow last year kind of mocked his small hands. Was it last year? It was two years ago. We got track. You lose track of time during the pandemic, right. but but uh, I was like, I don't know. Oh, I mean, my life is over now that I know that I have nine inch hands. He's got eight and a half inch hands. Uh, Kenny Pickett does, so for sure, his uh, his NFL career can't be any good. Um, well, he's got the gloves to help him though. And the modern gloves are, are definitely an aid. But here's the thing. I uh, I'm not a huge fan overall of this quarterback class, and, and it's going to start with Kenny Pickett. Um, he had a really nice year last year, uh, 4,300 yards, um, basically um, 42, 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, but I don't see like people are are kind of pitching him as like, oh, he should be the number one guy. He's the most NFL ready. And I don't see that. What I see is a guy that basically is a uh, – he's doing some stuff where he's looking from one side of the field to the other side of the field where people are, like, saying, well, he's reading the defense. No, I think the pre-program – he's got a lot of pre-programmed reads in his thing where you're supposed – the play is to throw to the right, and he's deliberately looking to the left to, be, to begin with. I, don't, I didn't get the sense that he was actually looking to read that. Uh, he was just – it was set up that way. Um, I don't think his arm is great. Uh, we watched the, not that, that the combine is the be all end all, but he had a hard time, um, on deep throws, actually getting the ball there. Um, I saw that in the games. Um, yeah, I thought he, his deep balls were not accurate. And in fact, one throw in particular, he threw it deep. Like he had a guy open deep. Right. And threw the ball into the middle of the field, so he basically threw his receiver back into the defenders. Right. Um, See, so yeah, I wasn't impressed I, I, with his. So I feel like yeah, his deep, no, ball. I, his deep ball inaccuracy tends to be under throwing, which to me is just dangerous in the NFL. Those are just going to be hail marys, and a lot of them are going to be intercepted. I also felt that he threw behind receivers on a pretty regular basis. Right. Like, accuracy just it was not a strength for him. So the, the the what I would say about his arm is is that it reminds me of Mac Jones, um, and, and by that, Mac Jones had a great year last year. Well, he, not necessarily fantasy wise, but he had he won games yeah. for his NFL team, right? Yeah. 
Um, and but but by that I meant my, my issue with Mac Jones last year was when he had to be on the run and be mobile, his arm strength dramatically decreased, meaning he was getting a lot of his arm strength out of his legs and he wasn't able to drive the ball when he was just using his arm. So that's that's my issue with Kenny Pickett. He to me, I said he smells smells like cabbage. To me, he smells like Brady Quinn. Like a, a guy that it's worse than cabbage. <laughs> a guy that everybody thought was gonna be great, but when he got to the NFL just didn't have the talent. So, you know, um he had some games that I thought were um he can throw when he's on on the move. Um if he, if he had designed rollouts, I thought he could throw the ball accurately. Um, but when he's ad living, that's 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 where I thought he got in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I thought he uh, he's he's he sees the field fairly well, even when he's moving. But yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't super impressive. I I would agree with you. So he'd have some games, uh, the Miami game specifically. I thought he looked like he he was uh, accurate um, pretty consistently. Um, you know, he uh, but he still struggled again deep. I, I don't think he's. I just don't think he, he can scare a defense deep, and for that reason, he is just going to be a limited guy. I think he's a guy who might be in the league for a long time, but kind of in a backup role ultimately. Hmm. Some team will draft him, will offer him a spot as their starting quarterback, and I just think he'll struggle. He doesn't have the physical tools that the quarterbacks last year had. All right, uh, just some things you didn't mention. I I felt like he. He does feel pressure fairly well, moves around the pocket. I would um, agree. Yeah, so like that's that's something that'll serve him well in the NFL. I do feel sometimes like he starts moving, like he'll abandon the pocket when he doesn't really need to. Um, so I don't know if that's something that can be coached out or not, but he might might be a little bit nervous in the pocket or something and moves when he, like I said, when he doesn't really need to. However, he's kind of a slippery runner. He's got some mobility and he's not super easy to tackle. I didn't think he looked good close to the end zone. Like it's hard, it's harder to be an effective passer when that field gets condensed. And I felt like he was pretty good in that area of the field. Um, and that I thought that that would fit with what I saw, which is I thought that he was pretty darn accurate on like mid-level cross, crossing routes and stuff like that. I feel like that's kind of his zone where he can be accurate, and I would expect him to do well in the red zone for that reason. Yeah, and he's he looked like he wasn't afraid to throw into some tight windows and was effective at times doing that. Right. He seemed kind of like a gamer to me. Like like he's got the, I don't know, the, yeah. eye, the eye of the tiger or something. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> you're, you're, he's selling you with his hair. Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a, not, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a huge fan of the hair, but it's. But yeah, I, I, I guess just, just jealousy is what that is. Probably, <laughs> I if I had any hair, actually, I could have lots of hair. It just would all be in a ring around the back of my head. Unless you unless you literally combed it all the way forward. Don't 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 tempt me. Okay, I'll right. do it. So yeah, I, I kind of agree. I thought he has some NFL traits, some talents. I don't want the Vikings to draft him. I'll tell you. No, that. I, I feel like if he's going to be successful, he's going to need to develop. I, I don't feel like he's ready to step in and, and lead a franchise. All right. You ready to move on? I am. All right. Up next is Desmond Ritter. He's 23 years old out of Cincinnati, six foot three, 211 pounds. He's, 
an athletic guy, Sean. He looks really smooth when he runs, and he's fast. He he's ran, fast. Ran a four four nine at the combine. He did, and he's got giant ten inch hands. Oh, <laughs> what do they smell like? <laughs> I don't. We did this last time too. What did, did large we? hands smell like? And then you you had something all uh, offset. Pers- I don't did I go with persimmons? Is that no, what I? No, mean? I can't remember what it was. Okay. Apparently, I just always it's. I know this to be the case. I just have a certain batch of jokes yes. that I just pull out of the bag. No, my favorite part was the one when your wife realized that the jokes that you pull out were not your own, that they're they're cribbed from other people, like radio personalities or your friends or whatever. And she just suddenly, after like 20 years of marriage, looked at you and was like, I don't even know you. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Which is super funny, given the fact that I can't remember like movies at all. Right. Like, how do I remember things that people say, but I can't remember like who that person was? Or, or what the plot of a simple movie yep. like Studio 666 is. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Desmond Ritter. I know the plot, but I... anyway, yes, <laughs> Desmond Ritter. Okay. Uh, you you want to go or you want me to go? Well, I have just kind of a conclusion, so okay. I don't I don't know if you want me to wait on that. No, no, go for it. Okay, my I my conclusion I think I got caught up on one aspect of his game. I kinda liked him. I saw him in the senior bowl. I thought he looked good. I was excited to watch game film and all I could see when I was watching game film was Justin Fields light. Meaning I didn't like Fields tape. Oh. I know. I know you yeah, loved we're him. We're gonna fight about that one. I know you loved him, and I could still be proven wrong, but I remember what I noticed with Fields and what I noticed with Ritter is I I just don't see the head ever moving. It's like drop back, stare at a receiver, throw the ball. And he's athletic, but he's not as athletic as Fields. So I just feel he's like the, that Justin Fields light where he, know, he decides what he's going to do with the ball before the snap, and then he does it. And... I feel like I was proven right on film because I saw in the limited amount of game tape, I watched a couple, two, three games. I saw at least a half a dozen passes just batted down. Like it was like the defensive line knew where he was going with the ball too. So I don't know. I like the guy. It sounds like he's coachable from what I've heard at the senior bowl that Mm -hmm. he does respond to coaching and he's a mature player. Um, so maybe he can be coached up and change that. But right now, uh, I'm, I'm not super optimistic for him stepping in and, and performing early. So here's, I don't think you're actually wrong. Um, but I think there's some things, some intangibles that you're maybe missing. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is I would say, and I, and I watched four or five, I watched quite a few games of his cause I was pretty intrigued. You have to remember that he took Cincinnati to the playoff. That's a good point. Like Cincinnati. And I'm not, you know, ragging on Cincinnati, but you know, it's it's not it's not yeah, a power yeah. conference. I'm just saying it's not it's not it's yeah. not it's not a, a power college, you know, this isn't Alabama or Ohio State or even Oregon or, or Minnesota, you know, like those really powerhouse programs. <laughs> no, actually, it would be not unlike if somehow someone took the Gophers to the playoff. Like you'd be like, okay, what? <laughs> that's that's saying something. Um, and actually, it might be it might be bigger than that. Uh, there's a lot of advantages at a at a major 
land grant university, right? So I think that that is, uh, I, I, I look, I see, I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree with you. I, the really, in my mind, there's only one quarterback in this class that actually can read a defense and go through progressions, and we'll get to him later. Okay. But, so but, what do you like about Ritter? Um, or what do you like better? So I, I'm not going to say I like anything about him better than Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields. I think he has, is, an, is a special athlete, um, and I think that he probably processes the game um, at, at a high level as well. I just meant better than me. What do you like, what do you like oh. about Ritter better than me? Uh, I think he probably has the best arm overall in the class. Uh, and a lot of that is, is his release. I think, I, I think, um, he, he just kind of, the ball kind of zips out of there. Um, actually one of the problems I had in the Indiana game is that he, everything seems to be a fastball and it reminded me a little bit of watching Con Kaepernick or, some of the concerns I had about Trey Lance, which it seems, it seems like, okay, not everything can be a fastball, right? Not all wipes can be star wipes. Sorry. No one's going to get that joke. I, I don't <laughs> get that joke. But, um, is that some sort of like, it's a Simpsons reference. Oh, okay. Um, that was like a, you if can... you don't know what it is, it's probably a Simpsons reference. Okay. I thought that was a, you can do reference. Those like, Moist towelettes that you like that toddlers <laughs> toddlers can toddlers learn. or fifty year old men <laughs> can learn how to um, go to the bathroom. So, so, uh, so one of the things that he 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 will will throw the he'll push the ball downfield. He didn't remind me of Zach Wilson in college. He reminded me of Zach Wilson during his first few games with the Jets, where he he didn't quite have a sense of where everything was going to be and he'd just throw the ball and sometimes would get lucky in in college you can get away with that in the nfl zach wilson really struggled to begin the year so that's not a great thing so i'm not really selling you on him <laughs> um he does he he's i think he's athletic i don't think he's crazy athletic like uh, i will say like malik willis is um he reminds me a little bit more of um, Allen or Watson. So those are guys that are, are quite athletic, but they're not like they're not going to like you know run a four three something forty, right? He, just, he, look, he looks smooth. He doesn't smooth. necessarily yep. look like he does. Quick he 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 he's. I would say he's he escapes tr trouble well. Um, I think he throws on the run very well. Um, I, I th thought by and large, he was quite accurate. Um, he reminded me, this is not a favorable comparison, but he reminded me of how I felt about Kellen Mond last year, mm. which Kellen Mond didn't look good for the Vikings this year, but he really didn't have much of an opportunity either. Um, and I'm not really sure what, how he's processing the program either. I'm just saying what, what I saw reminded me a little bit of that. Um, he had a bad stat line in that uh, playoff game against Alabama, but he was playing Alabama with Cincinnati. Mm. And so I was actually came away kind of impressed. Like he had a lot, I mean, a lot of drops that he had to contend with all year long guys that are going to be drafted in a lot of rookie drafts 
I don't think can catch the football and, and they're dropping his throws left and right. Mm -hmm. So he just seemed like he was playing at a higher level than his teammates. So I like him. I mean, I'm not going to promote him as like, Oh, he's the next thing. I just think I like him a little bit more than you. Well, and I'm not sure, like I said, we aren't ranking these guys yet. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he ends up kind of in the middle of this class for me. I, I do. I saw enough in the senior bowl and I like his athleticism enough to, to like him. And I like the fact that I think he can be coached in the NFL. Well, and also consider, consider that you've got, especially in a salary cap league, you're going to be in a situation where those first few years, few first few years matter. And he's likely to be playing pretty quick. He doesn't, he, he doesn't look like he's going to need like two years sitting on the bench to be ready. And, he's athletic enough that you can get some of that Konami quarterback numbers. And, and I guess that was kind of the hope for Marcus Mariota as well. It didn't really pan out for him ever. I mean, he would have some pretty nice games, but so I, I do think that that's a decent comparison as well. I don't know how I feel about that comparison, but I, I think of him as a, is like a pretty good athlete, um, but not an elite athlete. Yeah. I think that's a decent comparison, at least at this point until further notice. All right, sir. Sean McGuire, are you ready to move on to Matt Corral? I am. All right, he's 23 years old, played for Ole Miss. He's six foot two, 212 pounds, and has been injured. So we haven't, we didn't get to see him at the combine. He didn't throw. I think he just interviewed uh, with people. So, but we can go on game tape here. Did you see anything there, Sean, that you wanted to mention that okay, might so, be helpful? Yeah. So. I watched uh, at least three games. He, uh, I uh, went back to 2020 uh, against South Carolina because I think he threw for 500 yards that game. Mm. I, I did not see a special athlete. I didn't see any elite throws. I saw a game manager uh, who l- looked pretty good because he knew how to th- find Elijah Moore. Mm. Like I felt like Elijah Moore made him look who had like almost 250 yards himself in that game. Yeah. I think he had 225. Um, if you care about weird arm angles, which I, I can, I do care about that kind of thing. If you show me everything else, like that's not going to be a selling point. That's just like a plus, right? Like I'm not going to buy a car because it comes in a particular color. Like if I love the car then I might, care what color i can get mm-hmm. that car in right but i don't i'm not going to buy a car because it comes in some sweet color shade of red matte red <laughs> is that a pun m-a-t-t-e versus M-A-T-T. oh no it wasn't intended to be um so uh i looked in um uh i watched him in a, in a tougher game uh against tulane in 21 it was uh in a heavy rainstorm. Um, I, so there was a lot of inconsistent stuff going on with the, trying to throw a wet ball and trying to, his receivers trying to catch a wet ball and whatnot. But I thought that was um, interesting. I, We're I, just scouting to see how he might play in poor weather, uh, poor weather stadiums. I just wanted to see him struggle. I try to find like the best game and I try to find a game where I think that, they're struggling or statistically they're struggling. You know, if I, I pick and choose which games I watch that way. And then I usually try to find a couple other ones that seem more representative and just kind of see what the overall picture looks like. 
so this was a game that I was thinking that maybe he, you know, he um, would be a, 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 he'd have to see how he handled that. And, you know, he, uh, he again, was under throwing deep balls. Um, there are a lot of pass interference calls in that game that to me were just going to be interceptions in the NFL. Um, I thought his arm strength was so, so, um, I, I watched the game, the game against Auburn, um, when his feet were set and, and the ball wasn't wet, like he could throw a laser, but when his feet were moving, I, I thought that he just, he couldn't, his accuracy went down, his, his strength went, went down. That'd probably be the case with anybody though, right? I think it's less noticeable with other people. And I think for him, it, it mattered to me. He again, reminded me of a NFL backup quarterback. Like mm. I just, there are going to be people going to be drafting him. I don't see fantasy football numbers out of Matt Corral. Like I don't think he's a special athlete. He's not going to get you the, the, the ground yardage. And I just don't think that he's going to be uh, somebody who's going to ultimately perform in the NFL and, if you're not if you're not running, uh, you got to throw a lot of touchdowns, and I just I don't see that. And you didn't see because I, the games I watched anyway, he was running a lot. You don't think that's going to translate? You, he'll he won't do that in the NFL. You think? I, I don't. Or wouldn't be as as successful. I, I didn't see that. I thought he had special athletic traits that would allow him to be successful doing that in the NFL. There's okay. some uh, another guy that um, we're going to be talking about later that that. Also doesn't on first glance seem particularly special, but then I think he ends up being that. So no, I, maybe you did and that's fine. I, to me, he seemed like the kind of guy who's going to, who might be pretty good, you know, uh, pretty good mobility, uh, in college. And it's just, it won't translate. Yeah. Well, I, so let me start with some positives. A a couple of things you didn't mention. I kind of like Pickett. I thought he did, do um, a good job of feeling pressure, moving around the pocket to avoid defenders. I thought that he, maybe like you said with Pickett, like it might have been pre-programmed where he knew he was going to throw right, so he'd start off looking left, but he was looking defenders off. Um, Kind of a theme with a lot of these quarterbacks in this group, I felt like accuracy was an issue for him. Um, And the the other thing that concerned me for him is – I didn't think he had a big route tree, which we don't normally talk about that. Like for, he, he could only throw certain routes? Well, I or think... he only threw certain yeah, routes? Yeah, I think the offense, they ran a lot of RPO. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, he'd, he'd yeah. put the ball in the, the running back's belly and then pull it out, and then he'd throw it quickly to a, you know, yeah. a bubble screen Well, there's a lot of gimmicky stuff to, to, to uh, Elijah Moore. Yeah, so I just, I don't... I don't know. Like, I think he threw a lot of deep balls and some of them hit, but it was kind of, he didn't have to make all the throws that he's going to need to make in the NFL to be successful. So I, I guess I'm just like, I guess I agree with you in the end. I'm not sure what he does well is going to translate into the NFL. To me, his ceiling is Eli Manning. Which is like, oh, how, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to tell, tell you he's a Hall of Famer when he's not, right? Uh, I'm just saying that's his ceiling. His ceiling is a below-average athlete who does okay in the NFL and is carried by 
and 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 how many you know carried by defenses and whatnot and not everybody can fall into that and it helps to have your last name be manning and to be drafted that high as well and he won't be drafted that high yeah i think he i'm gonna be interested to see where he goes i think if he goes to like the Steelers or the Commanders. That's the first time I've gotten to use that name. I'm never going to say that. Aren't you? No. What are you you're just going to continue Washington football team. Football team. Yeah. Um, but they already, run, at least last year, ran a lot of RPO anyway, and they probably need a quarterback. So I'm going to, I'm predicting he's going to end up with the Steelers or the Commanders. All right. I won't because I think they'll, they'll take a guy before anybody would ever take him. Okay. Well, actually, yeah. Is is it a quarterback? I think the Steelers have been very open about their desire to... Oh, I think Steelers might take Willis. Yeah, to draft Willis as the guy that they want. So, all right, I'm going to go with Commanders. All right. I'm laying one American dollar. That is going to destroy the fantasy value of one Terry McLaurin. (laughs) All right. That's why you're opposed to it. All right. Yes. On to the aforementioned Malik Willis. He's 22 years old, played for Liberty at least at the end of his career. Um, He transferred there. He's six feet. Why did he transfer? Because he couldn't beat out. Bo Nix. Who? Bo Nix. Wow. (laughs) Bo Nix. Yeah. Who's... Really awful quarterback. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I Mrs. should say he's Nicks. really awful. He's just shouldn't be beating out a guy that people are talking out uh, up up in, as a first round talent. Yeah, that is a miss by the Auburn staff. Uh, yeah, it's not. I don't know. It might be because they actually had him there and could see could a b them yeah. side by side. I do that not. might actually be worse than telling Trey Lance he's got to play d back to play for the Gophers. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to keep bringing it up. That's fine. It Until just hurts. the alternative universe comes and happens. and It just hurts every time you do that. I don't know if I've got this out. I, he weighs 219 pounds, too. Mm. Six six feet tall. How about that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is, okay. Is that from something? Is that another Simpsons reference? No, actually, it's wrong. No, okay. It's, it's $17. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on. Sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, so Malik Willis, uh, he does look good. Man, that guy has a nice deep ball. We were just watching him on the combine. He can he he can chuck it deep with the best of them. So you, the thing is, and you, effortlessly, yeah, effortlessly. So that's that's a big part of it for me. Is like all these guys can throw a ball fifty yards in the air. It's just sixty yards. It's just not that big of a deal. For me, it's about how can they do it, like. Like like nothing is happening because that to me is a sign that when things are breaking down and they have to that's the that's the throw they, they decide they have to make and it's going to take a lot to get the ball there they can they can do it right if it's if it's something where you have to put your whole body into it to make that throw happen you can only do it if you're like loading up before the ball is snapped to make that throw and so you want to have a guy that can kind of effortlessly throw balls like that's why herbert is special that's why josh allen is special because those guys don't have to do anything and they can just uncork a 60 yard pass while they're running the opposite direction right yeah i was gonna say he throws well on the run he does yeah i mean uh, and he, he's he's the he's the most physically gifted quarterback in this class yes. can we, we we agree yes yeah and i don't i don't know there's that shouldn't be any debate about that 
there's going to be, but I don't think so. Not physical talent. Well, well maybe I'm probably misstating it. I, to me, he's the like again. We're not ranking, but to me, he's clearly the best rookie quarterback. If I was drafting today and wanted to take the first quarterback off the board in the rookie draft, he would be my choice. For um, you're talking about dynasty. Yeah, for salary, salary cap. cap league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so here's so here's so that that might be a, a transition point for me here. Okay. Uh, so I thought he had um, special talent. Um, he does remind me of Josh Allen. Um, I thought when he went into scramble mode, which was often by the way. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that too. Uh, he was pretty good at being able to find guys. Like everything's the throw the playbook you know, out. You're running around. Whether he can lock in on a guy and complete a pass, I, I thought he would he could do that. He could find guys. I wasn't sure that he would necessarily he necessarily knew where those guys were going to be. Like it felt like sandlot football. It did not feel like in some ways, that Brett Favre supposedly kind of played sandlot football, right? So it was more like, okay, go to the line. Just go out, right? When you're playing sandlot football, the quarterback says, just go out. Yeah. And so he doesn't really know where you're going to well, be. You you don't know. What you do, you've done this, right? You go in the huddle with your buddies, right? You spend five minutes drawing up routes, right? Yeah. Snap the ball. You look at your first guy. Yeah. He's covered. Mm-hmm. And then you forget what everybody else is doing. <laughs> Exactly. Then you're just kind of like running around trying to find somebody, somebody, who's, somebody, right? Who's and got, who's got the shirt off because you're playing shirts and skins. Shirts and skin, yeah, yeah. You find you find somebody. No, not that guy. He can't catch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and and I do think that is a little bit of what we got going on here with him. Oh. Now that doesn't mean he can't be a normal NFL quarterback and learn how to read a defense. One thing I thought was noticeable, or actually, this is an anecdote from the, from the, I didn't know this, but they talked about it from the combine. They talked about how he actually said, well, no, actually, I had it harder. I had to learn two offenses because we had a first and second down coordinator, coordinator. and we had a third down and, and whatever, red zone coordinator. I'm like, no, it's the same offense. You just were getting calls from different people, but also you were just have, being told what to do. And that happens a lot in college. He's not unique, but I will say, when he was lined up um, to to before he snaps the football, you know, you're going, you're doing your pre-snap reads. He wasn't doing his pre-snap reads even. Hmm. He was busy looking on the sidelines for his coaches to to tell him what his pre-snap reads were. So hmm. that to me tells me that his coaches didn't trust him to do it. Doesn't mean he can't do it. Um, it, it just means that whatever coaching staff they had in place for him there at Liberty, they didn't trust him to, that we're going to teach you how to, how to do pre-snap read in our offense and you're going to execute on that. They didn't trust him for that. And that to me means he has a lot to learn in the NFL mm-hmm. and he potentially could have an, just like a, like a James Winston level of interceptions if he's put on the field too early um so so that that's that's my big concern with him is um we're talking about the short window for salary cap 
what if he doesn't play for two years? Like mm. you never hear about a guy not playing for two years, but it's happened. What if he doesn't play for two years? What if he then now you've eaten up a year, uh, and that might be fine with your league, um, depending on, on you know what your rookie, you know salary structure and and contract contract structure is. But I I don't think you can think that this guy is going to step in. Like he might be able to put up decent fantasy football numbers, but I don't think an NFL team is going to give him that opportunity because I don't think he can win NFL football games. Well, the only argument we haven't talked about is running ability at all. I don't think during this super special it is, and so I think that's the part. Maybe, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think you're wrong in sen- in the sense of needing to learn how to run an NFL offense. But I think he might see the field sooner than later, given his running uh, a talent. And I'll just say what to me was special about his running talent is actually, I think he's he didn't run. I said I, he looks fast to me. He just I mean, he just looks fast, but he looks more importantly he looks really quick. Yeah, like yeah. like really elite running back level moves sometimes. And um, so I and, think and hard to tackle. And hard to tackle. He's big enough and strong enough. I, I just think that he is going to be a problem for defenses if he's put on the field. It will not take. It's a big risk. It's a big gamble. He's the kind of guy I would gamble on because because the p- potential payoff is huge. Right. Like that's I, why I put him at the top. And you know he seems like a high character guy. Everybody probably saw the video of him helping out the homeless guy uh, during the combine. No one was watching, or 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 were they? Maybe it was. I'm just kidding. He's probably uh, he's probably a high character guy, and 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 those types of people, he will probably put in the work, and then he'll be fine. Like I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I just think it could be one of these things that where, kind of like Jalen Hurts is a guy that will performs for your fantasy football team. Uh, whether he performs for your NFL team is a different different thing. He's just he has he's got twice the talent of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. In all all ways, so you know, I like him. He's a guy that I would I would take. I probably would take him first, um, especially if I could afford to not play him for at least a year. Sure. All right. Maybe a guy who's on the other end of the spectrum, at least for me, Sam Howell, twenty one years old, North Carolina. Uh, six foot one, two hundred eighteen pounds, and I, I saw, I saw your eyes, Sean, when I said that. So you, you don't feel. I feel like he might be the most NFL ready. See, he's the guy that everybody else is going to tell you is the most NFL ready. He's not the guy that I will say is the most NFL ready. First of all, he's got tiny hands. <laughs> nine, um, actually, nine no, and you, an eighth you, inch. Nine, nine and an eighth. Yeah. You, you tell me. You give me the sales pitch first. You, you, you start with Sam Howell. Sure. Um, I thought I saw a guy. Well, it's kind of the tale of two different seasons or 2020 versus 2021. Night and day. Night and day. day Because in 2021, he had lost Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Jamie Brown. Yes. Yeah. So he in his in his first three years. I had another big receiver. I'm just blanking on his name right now. I I don't know. I'm not going to. It'll come to me. Uh, I I misspoke. In his first two years playing at North Carolina, uh, he had less than 200 yards total in those two years. 
And then he ran for over 800 yards last year. So he was definitely playing a different game last year. Um, but when he was forced to be a runner, I saw a strong runner. Like he did not step back from anything. In fact, he, he put a demon deacon on the ground, Sean. <laughs> a demon deacon? <laughs> That's right. It was a game against Wake Forest. By the way, it's Daz Newsom was the fourth guy. Okay. Um, he was playing against Wake Forest, and a, a, one of these D-backs just thought, oh, I'm going to come in and hit this quarterback high, and it was like he just no. bounced off of him. So he, he's And he's got a little shimmy to him for a quarterback. I thought he had some nice running ability. I sh- do you want to know who he reminds me of as a runner? Yeah. is Josh Allen. Okay. He's big, he's strong, and he's f- quicker and faster than you think he is. Yeah. And he, I felt like he was actually like setting up blocks, too. Yep. He knows, he knows me. he knows he knows how to get find a little crease on the ground. No, I, I he has more rushing potential than people realize if you didn't watch him this most recent year. Like his as a passer, it wasn't as good of a year for him, but he showed a different kind of ability which I think is is useful. And I and I and I don't want it to be said that I don't like uh Sam Howell. I sure. I, I think he's I I Part where I chafe a little bit is the most NFL ready. Well, and I guess part of why I say that, if you if you do go back and look at the seasons prior to this last year, I thought his accuracy looked pretty good. Like yep. better I, I would agree. Better Accurate. than a lot of the other uh quarterbacks in this class. And I felt like his arm strength was very solid. Yeah, it was noticeable. It was noteworthy. Um, he can put it anywhere on the field. He can throw it to the far sideline from the from the far hash. And... and the thing that I liked about him, especially when you talk about last year. Well, here you finish your thing, and then I'll then I'll. Well, those are those are my those are my good reasons. I'd I'd have to now dip into some. It's okay, so I'll 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 help you out there. Some less positive. I things. agree with everything you said. By okay. the way, okay. Here's the thing. Here's what I like about him. 2020, he scrambled um, two years ago. So he could still move and, and whatever. But he, he had a different mode. And the thing that I liked about what he did was that he would scramble around and then he would he always, always was looking deep. He'd scramble yeah. and he'd keep his eyes not just at the first down marker, he was looking for home runs all the time while he was scrambling around, and yep. he, could, he could hit him. Now, he had special talent around him that made those people be open. But to me, it's still a mentality thing. It is a, it's a gunslinger mentality. It's the thing I liked about Zach Wilson. It's the thing I liked about Josh Allen. It's the thing that many people liked about Brett Favre. I just didn't like Brett Favre. I got my personal reasons, but, but it's, it's that idea where when things break down, it wasn't just sandlot football. Like I'm just going to find the guy, which is what I thought Malik Willis would do. He was specifically like, I'm, I know who's deep and I'm going to go see if I can get the ball to him one way or another. And I like that in a quarterback, it can end up blowing up in your face. Yeah. Um, but but what, I still basically like that mentality in a quarterback. One of my notes was that he never gives up on a play. No. But that's he's, some he, he some is a gamer. T- that's sometimes to the point of being careless with the ball though. A little bit, right. Yeah. So here's here's my big negative 
on him. And it's actually not that big because the truth of the matter is a lot of NFL quarterbacks are like this. Here's why I don't think that he is the most pro-ready guy. He's a one-read quarterback. He is what everybody said Justin Fields was last year. That's what Sam Howell is. Whether it was an RPO or whatever, he basically is got got one read. So prior to this most recent, he would be he would do one read, and then he'd start rolling out and start trying to trying to chuck a ball deep. That's great. This last year he didn't do that. This last year it was one read and then I'm running it. Like I've got one. It's RPO. I, I'm 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 holding my ball out to hand it to the running back. If I see my receiver break open, I'm pulling it back and I'm throwing it. If that doesn't happen, I'm still not going to give it to the running back. I'm just going to run it for myself mm-hmm. for the most part. And maybe that's a product of what he, he had to do everything himself. He had to be a primary runner as well. I think he had almost 1,000 yards on the ground. He did, yeah, a little bit over 800 yards. So that's pretty impressive for a college quarterback. Um, I just didn't see a lot of... I didn't. I, what I wanted to see before I say pro ready is I wanted to see. I'm going through progressions. Here's first target, second target, third target. I just really almost never saw that out of him. Yeah. And again, I don't know. There's only one quarterback in this class that I felt did that. Um, and have we talked about him yet? We have not. He's still coming. Wow. He's still coming. Um, and I just, I, just for me that that's, that's, that's the thing. Now, I, I don't know that, that a lot of these quarterbacks that we love as fantasy assets, if he's Josh Allen, who cares, right? He, 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 he does he have, I think he, the very fact that he was able to adjust his game based upon his personnel, like, I'm just going to have to do this other thing and I can also excel there. Like, to me, that is a sign that he is a gamer and a winner. Yeah. and a, a, So he's a guy that I would want. That's part of why I liked him, too. Right. And I also took the same note, Sean. I, I noted that You're I... You're saying I'm not special. <laughs> saying I agree with you. Okay. Uh, I also did not see him working through progressions. So I, I, I think you... Uh, think you're on on point there i agree with you i just he was trusted with a lot more of the offense than malik willis was right so mm-hmm. my, my issue between the two of them they're both i think quite athletic i think malik willis is just like stupid special mm-hmm. um in that regard whereas sam howell i think is just really good the difference is that i have more concerns about willis it, it's like a sliding scale like the, the, you, there's the there's the perfect passer and then there's the, the 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 person that's just like a raw you know hunk of clay that you can mold into whatever and whenever you move somebody in one direction you're giving up something else like this doesn't ha- this class doesn't have the guy that has everything right yeah and that and, and that's probably they're not bad these aren't bad quarterbacks that just don't have anything like justin fields or zach wilson or trevor lawrence or trey lance where it seems like they pretty much have everything yeah. So. Right. All right. Let's move on to Carson Strong. 22, 22 years old, played for Nevada, uh, six foot three, 226 pounds. Is this the guy? This is Shut the me. guy. Okay. This is the guy you think is most pro ready right now. And, it, and it's because he's a statue, right? So yes. he, he can't move. <laughs> he doesn't, he does not move. He barely moves in the pocket. He, he shuffles. It's he like sh- a yeah. shuffle. Yep. 
And it's always, he always shuffles in the direction that he's going to throw to. So if I was a safety, I'd be like, okay, he's shuffling left. He's going this way. I Maybe, you know, maybe he's just trying to shorten that throw a little bit. He's got plenty of arm. He doesn't need to. It might be a habit he needs to break. I don't know. I'm not an NFL coach. To me, it just seemed like he's shuffling left. That means he's throwing left. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a huge arm. Yeah, he does. Um, and uh, here's the the thing that I, I saw. So he's playing for Nevada. So it's hard to find games where he's playing a higher level competition. That said, he's got a team that itself is lower level. It's a little bit like the Zach Wilson BYU stuff a little bit. Um, you know who he reminds me of is is Big Ben. Yeah. I mean, I can see, I can he's see not why mobile. you say that. Yeah. Big Ben was never mobile. He's big. He's strong. Um, and uh, uh, to me, he was the most accurate quarterback in the class. Um, oh, I. that's where you and I disagree, I think. Yeah. But. No, that's okay. Um, here's, here's, I, I saw your note and I thought about your note. Which note is that? that you, you didn't think he was all that accurate. Mm-hmm. And, and here's what I saw and we could pull up a game and debate some of this stuff, but okay. what I saw that I think you were seeing as inaccuracy, um, was he was really, really good at reading zone and finding guys in dead spots and zones. So guys are moving across the field, and he is throwing behind them because they got to stop and catch it, and because the safety or, or the linebacker is is in the next, you know, if he, if he, if he leads them, he's going they're going to get their, their head taken clean. off. Yeah, yeah. So I saw a lot of that, which to me seemed like an elite trait. If actually. that's if that's true, I would agree with you. Um, so. Uh, and I saw that, like, I took notes on that specifically in the Cal game, which I know you watched the Cal game as I well. I did. So that's why I was thinking that that was maybe that we were seeing similar things. It, it looked like he was making guys stop, but I felt like he had to. Well, it could be. I, I mean, I did see him make some really nice throws, like at all levels of the field. He could throw it deep, pretty. He could throw it into the end zone really pretty. He could throw it short. So I did see that happen. Um, I just didn't, I felt like I rarely saw him hit a guy in stride, in stride, uh, and he was throwing behind his receivers again on a regular basis. And like, even on, uh, routes where like curls or comebacks like that, where they were coming towards him, they were always kind of reaching for the ball to Mm -hmm. catch it. That's why it just looked to me like accuracy was an issue as well. And what I'll just say is, you know, we're talking about him playing for Nevada and playing against Cal, right? A Pac-10 team. There's a, he's got to play a little differently against where he is. I think clearly they're clearly playing probably overall top to bottom roster wise at at a different level. So he, so I did think that he actually moved well in, in the pocket. Um, He's and he does. He's he also looks downfield when things go off schedule. He does look for yeah, play. and it's because he can. He can. He's got the arm to do right. it. Um, he he. Uh, here's what I worry about him is he he seems to be moving well within the pocket here, and in college. And I saw a lot of plays where he would kind of do what he would 
you might consider escape and and move, but like he's not like in the NFL, he's just going to get sacked. Yeah, like he doesn't have enough foot speed. Right. So he has to be Roethlisberger or or Brady or Manning or one of these guys to succeed like that. And I just I don't, it's hard to say. Oh yeah, no problem. He'll just be a Hall of Famer, and it won't matter. Like right. th- I do worry. That's what I worry about with him. I, I if you're if you're to say which quarterback in this class might throw for forty touchdowns in the NFL, <laughs> this is the guy that I'm going to put out there. Mm. But he also just might not be able to play. I think it might be the next guy, Sean. <laughs> a little a little foreshadowing. There. Yeah, you and I we're gonna disagree on that guy as well. I'm not sure I really believe that. But we'll we'll get we'll get there. Are Sorry. we done are we done with uh, Carson Strong? I like Carson Strong. I do think that he um uh I, I think he, if he goes to a team with a good off- offensive line and, and they seem committed to him, then I then I, I'm a believer. Otherwise he might end up being a backup. Yeah, I um, the only other thing I didn't mention, I, I feel like he holds on to the ball too long, so he takes some bad sacks. He doesn't seem to sense pressure when he's in the pocket, at least from the backside. Um, and I, I don't see him necessarily as a gamer. I saw a couple instances where, you know, the, there was a bad snap. and um, the, was, I, was he Jeff charging it, just standing there looking down at the ball, being someone pick up this ball for me? I don't, you don't expect me to do that, do you? It wasn't quite that bad, but he. <laughs> we talked about a couple other guys earlier in this episode. They might pick the play was never over. They might have picked that ball up and oh, yeah. run and tried to make a play. He would just fall on it. He just mm-hmm. recover the fumble, and he also there was one particular play not that this defines him as a player, but he's a big guy, six foot three, two twenty six, right? right? So he uh he they did a reverse and he was in a position to just lay a guy out. Lay a guy out. Like a, a D back who I'm sure he was giving up 50, you know, seventy well not right. seventy. But giving up a lot of weight. Depends too. on a D back. Right. But he just like stepped out <laughs> of the way. Like yeah. like I'd be like, this is your chance to hit one of these guys back and he just says like, "Oh, go ahead and tackle my player." So, I don't know. I didn't end up loving Carson Strong. He's he's not a guy I'm probably going to draft. I and think I, that, I see him as a backup. I, I think now that I said Jeff George, though, like I don't, I don't hate that. He had a huge arm, wasn't a gamer, um, wasn't mobile. I mean, we are talking about a guy who was number one overall pick back in. 19 dick 83 or 83 or whatever it was right but but uh because uh, <laughs> the kaiser stole a word for 80 anyway sorry <laughs> simpsons um so uh but i actually don't really hate that comp um because i don't disagree with what you're what you're what you've said about him but i do think he's I don't know. See, it makes me think that he's he maybe isn't cut out to be a backup either. He might just be cut out to be, you know, a Kirk Cousins. Oh. You know, a guy who's statistically sound but um, not terribly athletic. All right. Not really a gamer. All right, Sean, we are we're already at the hour mark, so maybe... We don't talk about Bailey Zappi at all, do we? Well, let's just... Let's just do it quickly. All right, fine. Bailey Zappi. Zappi, right? Zappi. Uh, 22 years old, played for the Western Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Oh, Clem Haskin. Now that 
strikes fear into the hearts of your opponent. <laughs> Here come the hilltoppers. They're on top of the hill. Right. Uh, six foot one, 215 pounds. Uh, here's why I made that, that uh, remark about 40 touchdowns in the NFL. He threw 62 touchdowns last year. Almost 6,000 yards. Almost 6,000 yards. So yeah. just chucking the ball and, uh, and being successful with it. So uh, you're, you're going to tell everybody why you like him, and I'm going to tell everybody why you're wrong. Well, I don't. I kind of liked him. I, I you wanted a, to like him? Not really. I almost didn't watch film on him. I was just. I'm like, we got six guys. I think that's enough. I'll just check out. The, like I saw his stats, and I'm like, I, I'll watch him play. Right. I thought he did make some nice throws into tight windows. Um, I thought he'd did that thing the the proverbial like he'd throw it where only his receiver could get it he's got the best shoulder shake in the class i'll tell you that where he drops back and gives the 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 drop shoulder down to shake off the defenders i thought mm-hmm. he, he does that very well if that's worth any points when you're evaluating i don't know if it's worth any fancy points uh it should it should be should be let's let's work on that for our league uh i this is a guy did see work through progressions and he moved from a lower level f fcs up to the fbs and he was doing this at the the higher uh competitive level level so i was impressed that he was working through progressions i thought he had some nice zip on the ball he showed some escapability when he was in the pocket so those are the things i liked about him and the guy put up numbers um I think, so did Colt Brennan, by the way. Who? Yeah, he's an old, old Washington, not Washington. Well, he did end up playing for for the Washington football team under their previous name, but he, uh, I think, was a Hawaii quarterback, and he threw for insane yards, set records everywhere, and, and then he came to the NFL late round draft pick, and everybody's like, "Oh, Colt Brennan, you know, mm-hmm. you can't possibly throw for five thousand yards in college and be bad," and then he was bad. So my take on our good friend Brandon Lawhead, I used to call him the wasp because weak arm, speed poor. <laughs> that's that's your uh, evaluation of Zappy? Yeah. He's uh his basically I couldn't I wa- the games I watched I was like the numbers added up. I'm not going to add it up. I was like, how how do you do that game after I watched it? I'm like, oh, man, 480 yards passing, whatever. Um, okay. Uh, everything was 5 to 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. Uh, and it looked like, you remember how I said you don't really want your quarterback to look after, like he has to struggle to throw deep? Like he, you know, he's a gamer because every single time he had to throw beyond 25 yards, like his entire little body had to go into it. And so he's six foot one. I know 215 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he, he just, he just reminded me, I could, I could, I haven't settled on an an analogy. It was at Jim McMahon with the Vikings when he had to like put everything he had into hit Eric Gulliford, like 40 yards on the field, a weaker armed Chad Pennington. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of, uh, I, I really honestly I couldn't figure out um I couldn't figure out how he uh how he his stats added up and I and it reminded me of that old uh Saturday Night Live uh change bank skit. Oh. Where, how how do you make money? Yeah. 
Yeah, volume. Right. right. You you bring in ten dollars, I'll give you two fives. Right, right. Yeah. So <laughs> how do you make how do you, how do they make money? Volume. Volume. And ultimately, that's what conclusion I came up to with is that if you never run the football and you just throw ten yard curls and drags and whatever all game long, like it'll add up to 500 yards most of the time. Mm-hmm. He can read a defense. He he absolutely can. If he was blessed with a bigger arm, he could be an amazing quarterback. But he's not, and he won't. He just doesn't have the gun for it. He's, yeah, no, he's CFL material. I uh, I do not disagree with you. I've there were he doesn't go deep, and he doesn't offer anything in terms of running either. Like yeah, he's not. The, there are guys who are less athletic than he is. Carson Strong is less athletic than mm-hmm. he is, but um, Carson Strong can can play in the NFL, and and Bailey Zappi cannot. I'm sorry, Bailey. I think I think he'll be all right. Well, it'll be interesting. I think it, you know if he goes. Uh, It'll be he'll probably be a seventh round pick. He'd be he'd be like late, yeah, late, he'll be late, really late. He'd be like one of, the Vikings might take him with one of their twelve seventh. Actually, they got rid of the guy that used to do that, right? But yeah, remember how we used to have like five seventh seventh round picks every year? Bailey Zappi would have been one, and he'd be cut before. Yeah, that. our our GM uh, that was a, a strategy he would use every year: just acquire more and acquire more, more, picks. more seventh round picks, trade down, get more picks. Yep. So Bailey Zappi, uh, avoid him. That's what I'd say. Fantasy-wise, I don't see him helping any fantasy roster. If I'm wrong on that, I'll eat a frog. Mm. Okay, well, you have it. You have it here, folks. It's it's on air. It's on tape. It is. It's, it's on, on digits. I don't it's on ones and zeros. Ones and zeros. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Coming up next week, we are going to be dipping into the running backs, the rookie running backs. Uh, we hope you'll join us for that as well. And until then, bye bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.